I vote for whichever one makes me sound like a better angler. <laughs> yeah, <good>. Correct. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the Deep Drop. Great to have you back here. I'm Luke McCredden. Adam Ring is with me and always. And Adam, we usually sort of just jump straight in. I'll throw to you to say something crazy, but mate, we've got another special guest tonight. We should introduce him straight off the bat. Hey, we've got the great man in the studio. This is big time. I'm excited about this one. Well, Andrew Hart joins us from Hook, Line and Sinker and Hardy's been here before. So it's great to have you back on the show, Hardy. How are you feeling this time around, mate? I'm certainly the big man. I don't know about the great man, but I'm the big man when I'm uh, when I'm looking at you two. No, I'm feeling fantastic and ready to answer some of the hard hitting questions. Great. Well, let's not muck around. Let's dive straight in. Why have using spoon style lures fallen out of favour? I'm gonna I'm gonna just kick things off here, Ads, because have they ever been in favour? <laughs> Not in our lifetime, Luke. <laughs> oh, you two are so young. You don't remember. It's not. It's not something that I feel like. Oh, geez, they've fallen out of favour. It's, it's a remind myself what they were. Oh, you are too. You're just too young. I think fishermen are the worst sheeple going around. They just follow the trends. And basically, uh, when I was growing up. A spoon, uh, it used to get the trout for me in the rivers around northern Tasmania, which is where I live. Where did ads, you, you've, you've uh, been a part of the tackle industry for a long time. Where do you think the spoon really was at its strongest point? Is it places really sort of uh, niche like the Tassie sort of rivers or is it, was it all over the joint but it's just sort of dropped away a bit? Yeah, I, I listen, I think it probably was somewhere, it was something where it was popular everywhere. But I think if you were around a, a trout lake or a freshwater lake, I should say, it was probably more popular. But it's funny because I thought, oh, we've got a guest on. I should probably be prepared for <laughs> for this podcast. And <laughs> it was it was weird because I thought spoon lures. When was the last time spoon lures were interesting? <laughs> but there's been there's been an influx of spoon lures or or new old lures <laughs> back onto the Australian market as we speak. There's there's heaps of spoons that are coming in and about. I don't know where or what's driven it. I know the bass scene it's been pretty popular in some of the impoundments up in New South Wales and Queensland. I know it's trout they've always been there mm. and i don't know whether i'm ready to say they're they're back but they there seems to be quite a few new lures in stores at the moment that have come out in the last three months yeah that are takes on the old spoon lure well can we go back to the original question as why they've fallen out of favor is it simply oh, it's, because... it's an easy answer really what what because <laughs> they're boring as batshit to look on the wall <laughs> But is that the thing? Is it the fact that now there are a billion lures on the market and for freshwater, saltwater, whatever you're looking for, and the fact that when you look at a lure wall in a tackle shop, the angler gets hooked on or excited by the look of something. If they look at a spoon, it's like, eh. That's, I think that's exactly I, what it is. That is exactly what it is. And it wouldn't be hard to 
bring spoon lures back into popularity by getting a couple of um, you know cool and hip Instagram type fishermen, unlike myself, uh, <laughs> to catch some to catch some good fish on them. And you know, you watch the sales go up. I've actually, I agree with you, Adam. There's actually um, some new ones coming out. I got sent a heap from my friends at Wilson Tackle. They've just taken over a lure called a live target. I think it's an American lure. And they have, there is a spoon, you know, a wing-styled spoon lure there, um, which, yes, it'll catch trout, but I suspect it'll catch uh, whatever you want to throw at it. Uh, you know, and I think if, if people just give them a go again, uh, you know, they will, they will become popular again if you want them to. Well, it's the options, yeah, and the, and the options are kind of endless because you see the stuff coming out of the States oh, and, yep. and even from Europe. I mean, there's a couple of spoons that have recently, in the last few years, hit the market from... Rapala as well and they're more aimed at that pike and musky market so mm. i would like to see in australia where that sort of takes us because the spoons are, are getting some decent size to them now i know we all remember the pegron yeah. and the old wonder wobbler and bits and pieces like that for trout mm. but i wonder if species like yellow belly murray cod um realistically even shallow water jigging may be an untapped option because they generally are quite light for their size not like a vertical jig or a slow jig or something like that but for the fish to see something different and they have such an erratic weird action to them it could be like the old bent minnow where they just ate them because (laughs) they looked weird not necessarily because they had a consistent action yeah i think impoundment barra too would be one like that's yeah big ones absolutely i think if you went and spent you know, a day at Awonga just using spoons, you'd catch fish, no worries. Now, Ads, I know that you um, are aware that we've got a TV presenter and personality in our presence today in the studio, but did were you aware that we we also have a lure developer in the studio? And it's really <laughs> funny we're talking about spoon lures. Hardy, I'm going to throw to you, because am I right in saying you created your own spoon lure uh, sometime back on Hook, Line and Sinker? 100% and caught a trout on it. Uh, and... <laughs> All I did was cut the handle off a teaspoon and drill <laughs> drilled two <laughs> nice. holes, drilled two holes in either end, attached a spoot ring in one end and some hooks in the other. And uh, look, I painted it up in the famous uh, willow colour, which is sort of a bottle green with yellow dots. And um, it sure <laughs> enough, caught it, it swam straight out of the box and it caught it trout. <laughs> um, but you're right, I, I actually got that idea uh, from my father-in-law who has a shack up the lakes and it's a ye olde style beautiful highland shack and he's got a lot of old fishing gear and on the wall is a teaspoon which has had the handle cut off uh you know with hooks in it and that's what that's what was used back in the day to to catch trout so look i reckon with a bit of help they can come back into popular popularity i'm all for the spoon (laughs) i love it i love it (laughs) Well, again, to answer the question, Ads, are we saying that it's purely because of the market's flooded now with all sorts of lures that is the reason that the spoon style has fallen out of favour? Yeah, I think it's just because it's yeah. not as pretty or it's, yep. it's not as innovative as some of the lures coming out these days, but it's not to say they don't work. No. Hey, you you and I uh, love a challenge, Adam. We've been challenged on this podcast before, Hardy. We get a lot of, we throw it out there sometimes and people give us a challenge based on things we're talking about. This Good. could be one, Ads. I'm thinking this might be one. This could so be a cracker. People out there uh, that find the deep drop on Instagram, give us give us a, a bit of an idea of what we should do. And I want to be converted into a spoon angler. 
So yeah, and flood us with your spooned catches. <laughs> yeah, I reckon we might see a lot of uh, black and white photos with some sweet old porno muzzies going on, <laughs> holding up a couple of tr- trout caught on the old one wobbler. I'm not sure what that is, but just always <laughs> remember that everything old will be new again. So yeah, correct. That's what I'm saying. It's just going to take one big company to go, you know, let's reinvent the spoon and uh, it'll be filling tackle shop walls before you know it. Is it pounds or kilos to weigh a fish these days? This is a weird one for me. Like, it's just a mixed bag, isn't it? There's no consistency. And I don't want to, no. I don't want to throw to the old boy in the room, but Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> the, the funny thing is, I think you're only a year older than I am. <laughs> yeah, but I've been around a lot longer. I certainly look as though I've had a much harder life. Look. <laughs> uh, this is this is strange though, because it's almost species dependent, isn't it? It seems to be. 100% species dependent uh, and, you know, we can name off the species that are that, that you need to talk about, pounds or kilos. Um, but I, there's another one in there these days as well, which is centimetres. Um, <laughs> you know, I think if if you're talking flathead or barra or Murray cod, you're not talking pounds or kilos, you're talking centimetres. Um, mm. So that maybe should have been in there as well. Um, but look, I'm happy, more than happy to go pounds. Across the board? I'm happy with that, yeah. Okay. Give me a fish, like so. Give me a give me a species off your top of your head. Snapper, twenty pound snapper would be oh, you know, yeah, the holy fair, ground. Fair trout, yeah. ten pound. That's the that's the holy yeah, ground. The benchmark, marlin, yep. thousand pound. Yep. However, uh, southern bluefin tuna, yes, <laughs> is a hundred kilos these days, isn't it? But which, never which qualifies used to as it. a barrel. Just throwing it out there. Correct. <laughs> but did you know? And this is where my age comes into it. There used to be a fish uh, out off the tuna club of Tasmania called a bottle fish. And a bottle fish was a fish of over 100 pounds. And this was before 100 kilo fish were so common. But a fish of over 100 pounds was called a bottle fish. And it meant that you had to buy the skipper a bottle of whiskey. And that was back in that, it was back in the, you know, 30s and 40s. So, um, yeah. You would have been, what, in your teens around that time? (laughs) 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 That's, That's really interesting because I wonder when that changed. Like when yeah. when did the poor skipper stop getting yeah. bottles of whiskey <laughs> yeah. every yeah, time a, a good fish was caught? <laughs> for a pathetic hundred, well, a hundred pounder these days doesn't even rate a mention. Um, no. But yeah, no, I don't know. I'm all, I'm all for buying the skipper a bottle of scotch. I think it's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> I just find it so strange that some species have held on to pounds, whereas some have come to kilos. And then you get the crossover like a snapper. Mm. Yep. Because realistically, you want a 10 kilo fish. But if you can't quite get there, you're happy to claim 20 pound. <laughs> <laughs> well, 20, t- 20 pounds sounds better than 10 kilos. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it does. But it's, but it's also the only weight where it would be pounds. Like anything smaller, it might be three, four, five, six kilo fish. Like there's, there's nothing yeah, exactly. that's in pounds apart from if True. you hit 20 pounds. Yeah. Yep. It's weird. But but so, you'd never yeah. hear of a trout being weighed but as kilos. That's is right. it because is it the fish that 
you know, have been caught for generations and generations that are that are referred to as pounds. And then, the, you know, are there are there fish these days that are getting caught that our grandparents didn't really target or catch, perhaps? Um, Ooh, and they're point. the new, you know, the new fish on the block. Are they the kilo fish? I don't know. It's uh, it's for me. You know, it's always been pounds. But I'm in Tasmania. It's very backward down here. So. <laughs> But it's also freshwater dominated. We find the freshwater yep. scenes tend to stick with pounds mm. rather than converting to kilos. Because even when you hear people try and estimate what a metre cod would weigh, yep. they're always estimating in pounds. But I think that's because it sounds Bigger. massive. You know, it's, like, it's 100 pounds. <laughs> what about um, the, you get a, a fair run of kingfish in Tassie Hardy? What are you referring to kingfish as? kilos probably because yeah the kingfish down here are only pretty small so but yeah no kilos i don't know it's like a three mm. kilo kingfish a four kilo kingfish that was okay, a good one it was a 10 kilo kingfish yeah because what is. would you it's say weird. up this way luke it's more based on measurement oh uh, i think it's still kilo but i think the i think this first thing you you're sort of referring to is the weight but then at the same time when it's reaching there seems to be and this is a whole other topic but there seems to be a bit of a new benchmark of great fish which is like 130 centimeters Massive. so i don't know but i, I still huge. think yeah i still think it's a kilos weight rating with kingfish in victoria the thing That's i like if you um google any fish there's you know a weight to length chart which is not bad so if you're gonna let the fish go um you know it'll give you an estimate and in actual fact i was following recently there's a barra tournament on at the moment was up in Mackay. And, uh, and the way they do their barrow fishing now, it's five fish, but it's on kilos. Now, I'm not, I don't think they weigh those fish. I think it's just purely, um, you know, weight and a, and a chart. Right. And, and so, you know, they've caught five fish for 63 kilos, uh, meaning that every fish was sort of, you know, big fish. They're all made of fish. But, you know, I can't imagine that they're stringing them up and weighing them. No. Yeah, it's an, it's an interesting call from a comp scene. And I guess I can't, yeah. I kind of get it if you're... If you're trying to make, if you're trying to promote a competition, or you're trying to show people the results, that sounds really impressive. You know, five fish for fifty kilos or fifty-three yeah. kilo, whatever. Yet, if you were to say, oh, "I caught, you know, five fish and with a total length of five meters," it sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Right. Let's go around the room, Hardy. Pounds or kilos? Pounds. Adam. Kilos. It's kilos oh. for me. No, don't, don't sit know. on the fence, mate. Just because we've got a guest here, don't be all, don't be trying to be nice. <laughs> nah, but it... <laughs> I'll, I'll go with yeah, I'll go with kilos. It's kilos. Oh, but you know, if you catch a if you catch a four hundred and whatever it is seventy two kilo marlin, I guarantee you're going to be calling a thousand pound. Yeah, pound that's right. Fish. And if yeah, that's right. Now if I get a nine point whatever kilo snapper, it's going to be yeah. twenty pounds. I guarantee yeah, exactly. that. <laughs> so I vote for whichever one makes me sound like a better angler. <laughs> Good. Correct. Good. Like Good a answer. true internet wanker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, jet skis on the bay. The equivalent of cyclists on a busy road. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a similar thing, isn't it? They've got every right to be there, but fuck, they're annoying. <laughs> yeah, fair. Uh, I'm, I'm done. No, no. <laughs> so there's Luke's answer. And you've been cancelled. Well done, mate. It only took us 12 episodes. <laughs> The, oh. um, the problem that I have with this question 
is is that I'm sponsored by Yamaha, <laughs> and and they they make a thing called a Wave Runner, which yes, is a jet ski, uh, and they're magnificent pieces of machinery. Uh, and look, I've been on them fishing. They're they're in fact these days, you know, they're quite a large thing. They're more reliable than ever before, and they've become a fishing machine uh, rather than just a go fast do donuts machine. So there's got to be, you know, I'm playing devil's advocate here, but those people out fishing on them are just the same as you and I fishing in our tinnies or our boats, are they not? Mm. Mm. Yeah. No, no, the fish, yeah, the fishing <laughs> not, ones. Not a, not a convincing yeah, Luke. No, no, no it's, it's, <laughs> it's funny you bring that up because it did pop up on YouTube um, just the other day, Hardy, that uh, there was a wa- the Yamaha Wave Runner FX Cruiser that you were belting around on doing a bit of a review. And I've got to say... Pretty impressive, <laughs> but I think this more refers to the, you know, the ones the that are doing riding the, them? the the ones that have got the knobs riding them, doing jumps yeah. off the bow of a ferry and that sort of stuff, you know. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's some t- people it's ruin t- it for everyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and when they're at the boat ramp too, fluffing around, is it a little bit like when they're at a cafe and you're trying to get a coffee and they're in there with their tight lycra and just you know right <laughs> up in your face. <laughs> Like, just get your coffee and get out, mate, with your little clappity-clap feet. Get back on your bike. She's, you've really got issue with them, haven't you? Yeah. Like, you're getting angry. It's an issue in Melbourne, Andrew. I know you've, you you avoid the big cities I, when you can, but boy. Oh, I don't. Try I to know. get it. Mind you, look, you were out on a, on a kayak um, <laughs> only recently catching squid, I see. Yeah, but now, we're not I'm talking about... Big, if I'm in my big boat going 50 knots, geez, kayakers are annoying. <laughs> yeah, co- commonly referred to as speed bumps. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah well, that's a different question for a different episode. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my answer would be most of them are assholes and they just go too fast and, and they're annoying and they ruin it for everyone. That's why you have to, if you, live in, if you live in fishing in big cities, you have to get up super early before they are. Well, a serious question for a moment on this. Do they have an impact? I know, like, for example, in... Places like Port Phillip Bay in Victoria, do they have an impact on the actual fishing? I think you kind of, logically, you'd have to say they do, but do they have any more impact than the 5,000 boats dropping anchors and running into each other? Like, I think it's, uh, fact of the matter is, the waterways are super busy. Like, it's an Mm. insanely popular pastime that we enjoy in fishing, but unfortunately, there's other people that use the water for things that don't involve a rod and a reel, and then they're the problem. What? <laughs> <laughs> nah, fair enough, fair enough. So, you know, I still think they are. I think it's a great comparison. They're the cyclists of the water. Oh, the 100% they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But, you know, it's just, we're just this, we'll just use this question to pick on them. Yeah. <laughs> we'll tackle the yeah. boat owners and the kayakers in another question. At another time. Yeah. That's great. You got it. From their point of view, though, you got to remember that they probably don't give two hoots about fishing. Yeah, that's yeah exactly. Couldn't care less about fishing or, or know anything that's about. That's right. Nah, fair call. Um, well, well, actually, if if you're a listener that prefers to be on a jet ski, a I don't know why you'd be fish- listening to a fishing related <laughs> podcast, but we appreciate it all the same. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you can hear us take the piss out here in further episodes as well. But um, let us let us know, or if you're a fisher fisher that does have a jet ski, do you really just want to run over every? Anchored up boats, fishing lines out there. Let us know. I'd like to hear from your from your perspective. Yeah, love it. Nah, that's a good point, Ads. We always love hearing from the uh, 
the punters out there on Instagram. And, and that's a good uh, segue to wrap things up, boys. It's been a great show. And don't forget, everyone, to subscribe. Tell your friends about it. It's free to subscribe. Why wouldn't you? And, of course, get involved on Instagram. We have all of our questions that we cover on every episode in tiles on our Instagram page. And we love we've, we've loved the feedback to date, Adam. We love hearing from all sorts of different people out there. So keep that up. We absolutely love it. Andrew Hart, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Thanks, Legends. I really enjoyed it. It's, uh, it's a great concept and I, uh, yeah, I enjoy listening. Well, listen, guys, I need to go. I've got to whack the liker on, get on my bike and hit a cafe. So Yeah, I've got to um, go put fuel on the jet ski. So I'll <laughs> yeah. uh, see you out there on the highway, Luke. <laughs>